0: Now he has 50, and what a good way that is to go through to your first Test match 50. Great shot. What a shot that is. Sky Sports Cricket Podcast.
1: England's assistant coach Paul Farbrace joined Ian Ward at Stumps
0: to reflect on the day's play. Paul, thanks very much for your time. Are you bang up against it in this game? Well, we've got a bit to do tomorrow. We've got to fight hard in the morning, get stuck in. But we've got two guys in who love a fight, love a scrap. We saw with Moe in, heading the only two test matches ago. You know, there'll be many people on that day believing we couldn't bat through the day. Uh, He batted all day for 100. So we've we've got to believe, we've got to keep fighting. uh, And the spirit is pretty good. So, uh, yeah, it's been a tough day, though. How's the captain? He's fine. He's in there chatting to the two lads who are not out, um, talking about the day tomorrow and looking forward to the scrap tomorrow. So, uh, absolutely fine. Is the form of the senior players, though, a concern? No, not at all i think the uh, you know that we, we look at it as a team you, you win as a team you lose as a team um everybody in the team is always looking for better performances um that the the practice um the work rate from everybody w- that we've got in the squad is fantastic um and, and yes everybody is always looking to improve their game so uh, you know it's a team performance and we'll look at it as a team and not look at it as individuals in the context of the summer that you've had and given the advantage you had in this game notably winning the toss how big a day is tomorrow oh, it's a huge day isn't it i mean it's been uh, you know, it, it's uh, a good cricket wicket. This has been a fantastic cricket wicket. Um, there's been a bit in it for the bowlers. People that have got stuck in and fought have got their runs. And if you miss your length, you've gone to the boundary pretty quickly. So it's been a fantastic cricket wicket. And, you know, it really needs one big partnership tomorrow, a couple of small ones, and we've got a great chance of being up there. Appreciate Tom. Thank you very much. Michael
1: Holding has dropped in to have a chat about uh, a tense day here at Lords on day four. A day, a disappointing day for Alistair Cook. Uh, England's set... Three one nine to win, they closed on 105-4, for which means they need another 214 to record an unlikely victory. Although Moen Ali and Jay Root survived a nervous spell at the end, so we will have a fifth day. This looks like it is India's game to lose.
2: Yeah, I think you'll have to say that, Oli. India certainly are in the stronger position, but as we have seen throughout this summer and as we know, this game is unpredictable and it could go down to the be- bitter end with England scrambling and getting a few runs at the end. But India certainly will be confident of their position.
1: They are in a much stronger position at the moment. That would be quite some finish if we had that today, Mike, and <laughs> the weather is set uh, fair understand, for yeah. tomorrow. But you mentioned the unpredictability. England at one stage, 70 for one, not cruising, just ticking over nicely, yeah. and suddenly three wickets falling for just two runs. A third of those are skipper, Alistair, Cook for 22. And suddenly, England, from a great position or a solid position, suddenly in the mire, really. I think India made a mistake earlier on. Well, the
2: captain mind-dressing don't because he's responsible for all the decision-making. I'm not too sure why he thought that because Jadeja took a wicket bowling into the rough that he was now all of a sudden going to be the match-winner. The mm-hmm. seamers have been doing a very good job on this pitch, and although it's not as green as it was on days one and two, there's still enough grass there to encourage seam bowlers, and particularly from the nursery end. Mm-hmm. He had Jadeja bowling from the nursery end into the rough, when he should have had a seamer bowling from that end. Immediately he brought the seamer on, so, Sammy,
1: yeah. he, he got a wicket. He did, yeah. yeah. It was quite an astonishing start, really, to that uh, that evening session. I think Dony made five very quick bowling changes at the start. Then we saw him standing back to Jadeja, <laughs> which caused a, a few raised eyebrows here in the yeah. media in the media box. And then, uh, you know, just funky, as you say, in, in, in not getting the bowlers at the right end. In terms of where he stood to the spinner, I mean, have you ever seen anything like that in your time in the game? No, never seen anything like that. But I wouldn't be too critical of where he stood,
2: to be honest, because what he was asking Jadeja to do is to almost bowl medium pacers into the rough area. And with mm. the ball bouncing awkwardly out of the rough area, he wanted to give himself every chance of taking those deliveries, because we saw some balls really spit and even if he had put a helmet on, that would have protected mm. him, yes, but it wouldn't have helped him to take the ball. Mm. And that is what he wanted to
1: make sure that he could do, stand back a few metres and be able to take every ball when they pass the pass systems. stumps. So you mentioned the chamois wicket, that was balanced. who was caught behind for 27 off 59 balls. You also mentioned the bounce. Ian Bell bowled uh, playing down the wrong line but also one which kept low. Is that the pitch to blame there? Yeah, definitely. Um, You could say
2: that he played down the wrong line and obviously if you look at the replays his bat was not in line with the ball. Mm. But. What I have seen throughout the history of this game, Ollie, is that whenever balls behave like keeping a bit low, they don't do as much of the seam as they would have done normally. Mm-hmm. So if Ian Bell could be justified in thinking, because previous deliveries had been coming in quite sharply to him, that that ball would have also done the same thing. It mm-hmm. didn't do anywhere
1: near as much, so it passed on the outside edge of his back, but it kept a little bit low as well. Isshant Sharma really was up ahead of steam in that spell, he not only took Bell's wicket, then he dismissed Cook who was caught behind. Uh, What do you make of Cook's innings? At times he looked quite comfortable nudging the ball around, but 22 is not the return he was looking for, 122 probably was what he was after. But uh, did did he look comfortable Uh, and do you think that he will be captain in the next test?
2: Well he looked very comfortable against the spin, that Mm. is for sure and I think Andrew Strauss quoted some statistics when he was on air about his ability against left-arm spin in particular. He has done very well in the past against left-arm spin, so mm. that's why he looked that comfortable. He was looking fairly comfortable against Ishan Sharma when he was bowling over the wicket as well, because when he was bowling from the pavilion end over the wicket, the ball just kept on going down the slope, so he didn't have to play at them. Mm. As soon as he went round the wicket, he created a different problem, because round the wicket, is now slanting the ball into Cook, And sometimes they are leaving, sometimes they are coming in. So he has to play at the ball even when it's outside the Mm off-stump. And it's his usual failure. Pitch Mm -hmm. the ball up to him. He
1: just pushes at the ball and he finds that outside edge. There's a lot of talk about trigger movements, I know, in the comms box there. And is he going too early? Is he getting himself in the wrong position so he's not set up to play the shots? I don't even think too much about his trigger movements. I've
2: been saying for four years, he doesn't come far enough forward Mm. when he comes forward. That right leg of his, which is his front leg, isn't bent for him to lean into the ball. So with a straight front leg, he's just pretty much pushing the bat at the ball and not getting close enough to the ball and the line to really lean into it.
1: That Mm. is his problem and until he sorts that out, he'll continue to have problems with the ball pitched Mm. up. I'm sure there will be plenty of column inches in the papers tomorrow morning about uh, Cook and his future. England fans shouldn't despair Completely, though, there are a couple of raids are like there. Moen Alley and Joe Root still in at the crease. Moen Alley, perhaps a little bit fortunate, uh, survived a very close LBW decision against Jadeja. And then uh, right at the end, Dony missed, uh, or was rather wrong-footed, really, by a, <laughs> a court-behind chance, which uh, came off the back of the bat, it appeared. Um, so England fans, calls for optimism... Even the slightest (laughs) type? Yeah,
2: not just the slightest hope. They should still be thinking positively. There's a lot of batting still to come in this England team. Yes, some of the guys down in the lower order haven't really produced a lot of runs in recent time, but they are Mm. all very capable. We saw what Liam Liam Plunkett did in the first innings coming in as white night watchman. Mm. We know that Jimmy Anderson, although you can't say that the the 81 that he got in the last test is going to be a regular feature, he still batted well in this test match in the first innings, got a few runs. So all you need are some good partnerships. Mm. You get two 60 to 70 to run
1: partnerships India will start feeling the pressure, and that's what England need. Tail end and talent batting seems to have changed quite a lot, Mikey, since your day. What was the biggest partnership you were involved in? Well, I don't want to show off, but I have six <laughs> test 50s, and I was
2: involved with a partnership of over 100 with Biff Richards on one occasion, and over 100 again with Eldin Baptist on another occasion. More tail enders now mm. are showing the capabilities of getting runs in my day. It wasn't a necessity, but mm. even Clive Lloyd made sure that the West Indies bowlers could get some runs, could spend some time at the crease, whenever they were, were
1: recognized batsmen. Just going back to the start of day, uh, India resumed with 169 for 4, she gave them a lead of one four, 5 and there was some doubt as to you know, what was a good total, what was a good target to set and really that was defined by a 99 um, run partnership between Jadeja and Kumar. Jadeja really almost playing one day mode either side yes. of lunch and, and England really just couldn't stem the, the flow of runs.
2: Yeah, J- Jadeja was very, very aggressive and as you said, Oli, England didn't know exactly how to deal with it and I think he caught England pretty much on the back foot I think even Nasser Hussain was saying at one point on commentary, England are Mm. playing test cricket and Jadeja is playing (laughs) one-day cricket because some of the running that took place was typical of the shorter form of the game. Mm. And England were on their heels allowing the singles and they should have been looking to charge in just as they would have done in a one-day game. Perhaps because they have spent so much time in the field, it was a little bit difficult
1: to ask so much of them, but Mm. that is what was required. Come the end of this match, England might well rue a couple of missed chances, although Ian Bell put down a tough chance offered by Jadeja when Jadeja passed 50 already, but the one pounce which sticks out, Kumar dropped in the slips by Joe Root, and Kumar just had two runs to his name. Mm. It's moments like that on which a test match can hang, aren't they?
2: and especially test matches like this that that are pretty low scoring. When you have test matches that teams are only getting close to 300 those sort of runs, those test matches are low scoring test matches in today's modern game Mm. and you cannot
1: afford to be giving away 30 and 40 runs in those games. Mm. Well the good news Mikey, whoever you support, we're going to have a fifth day here tomorrow and. If it's anything like like the four which have gone before, we should be in for some cracking cricket, hopefully. Definitely. We have had a great Test match
2: so far, and all down to the pitch that they have Mm. played this Test match on. I think Mick Hunt needs to be applauded for preparing a pitch that if you're a good bowler, you can get people out, even if, if... you're a fast bowler or a spinner, and mm. if you're a good batsman, you can get runs. We have had a few centuries, we have had five wicket hauls. we have had the spinner turning the ball, we have had some excellent cricket. Throughout this test match, Ollie, we have not had a boring session, mm. much less a boring day. Every mm. day that people have turned up,
1: they have been entertained, and that is what test match cricket should be all about. Regardless of what happens tomorrow, we're in looks for a fantastic five-match series. It should be if we get some, continue to
2: get some good pitches. If mm. we get pitches like the one that we got at Bridge and the ones we got against Sri Lanka, not looking forward to test matches on those sort of pitches.
1: <laughs> Thanks very much for your time, Mikey. My pleasure.
0: Thanks for downloading the Sky Sports Cricket Podcast. To find other podcasts you might like, go to skysports.com forward slash podcast.